2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Hi, I'm Sloan, and I know basketball. Today's guest has been a standout player from her time in high school to college, where she was an All-American for the Washington Huskies. She's a gold medalist and a two-time WNBA champion. Today's guest is the incredible Las Vegas Aces, Kelsey Flux. So Kelsey, as you know, I'm 16 years old and I'm in 10th grade. And I want to know what you were like at 16. Can you tell me a little bit about your personality at 16 years old? Listen, the
4: fact that you're 16 is just so impressive to me because you feel <laughs> so grown. When I was 16, I was, oh gosh, shaped like a pear. Um, <laughs> just got rid of the unibrow very socially awkward um just trying to find my way um very like you know i'm playing basketball i'm playing volleyball but i'm like super gangly i don't really like have body control um and kind of a hermit kind of a hermit in terms of like i used to eat lunch in the library like i, I was a little i was a little so you were studious I don't know about studious. I just like, I really was more of an introvert and I think actually I kind of still am, but um,
3: but yeah, I wasn't peaking like you at 16. So good for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But what was your game like? Like, were you, even if you maybe weren't mature as a kid, do you think your game was still mature? I mean, I've always been super competitive um, and just never
4: of the moment. But I mean, I came off the bench in high school. I, I tried. All four years? No, the first year um, I came off the bench, and uh, and then my second year I kind of took a leap. So I was probably about like sixteen, ish. I would, but I tell kids all the time, I'm like, dude, like I was like eighth man on my high school team as a freshman. Like it's okay. It just, it's okay. Everyone runs their own race, and you'll be fine. Just keep chipping away. But my game was like growing, and I was very, very, very. Locked in, like I knew I wanted to play basketball in college. Like I knew I wanted to get a lot better, so the work ethic was there. But um, it definitely took some time.
3: And growing up in San Diego, had you had any experiences or relationships with any NBA players or WNBA players growing up that were sort of mentors to you? I didn't. the The best
4: um, example I had was this girl in high school. Her name was London Houchin. She ended up going to uh, USD. Um, but I went to like a camp when I was a kid and she was like the best player. Um, and I, I, uh, I really resonated with her. Um, but to be honest, I didn't have anyone locally that I was like super locked into. Um, so definitely like when I am here in Vegas, especially I try to make it a point to like get out in the community and just like be around young women, especially because it really does matter. It really does matter when you meet someone and have an impression and they can kind of see you and and see that you're a human being just like them. And it gives a lot more fuel to the fire.
3: But what was your then first experience with a professional basketball player not until you made it to the league?
4: My first like real experience with a pro was um, actually when I was in college and uh, I met Diana. She came to one of my games in college and that was a... That was a surreal moment. I mean, she she's someone that I grew up watching and tried to emulate my game after. Um, and I remember like halfway through the first quarter, I look over and I see her sitting on the baseline and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I can't imagine that, that's, yeah. that's 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 the goat, right? And so uh I think um that was my first experience. And then after the game, um, I walked out and I was, I was nervous. My palms were sweaty. Like my butt was tight. Like I'm like, (sighs) and she just was like plummy and gave me this big hug. And it was
3: after that, it just really like took off from there. That's so special. Um, so when you were a junior in high school, I I heard a story that your team La Jolla country day went 32 and one, and you guys won the CIF state final by 40 points. Um, I want to know what stood out about that season to you. Like, I, I can't imagine what it's like going from being a freshman, not even playing, and then being able to win CIF State.
4: Oh, man, that that was one of the best teams I've ever played on. Um, there was six of us that went Division one, and uh, we were all, like, hoopers. I mean, they had us picking up full court, pressing the entire game, um, just trying to, like, steal – Steal the ball and we played really fast and really hard. Um and yeah, I mean, listen, when when you talk about like California basketball, especially when when I was in high school, I mean it's still really good now, but we had a lot of competition. So to be able to go 32 and one was like there was a pride there, you know?
3: Yeah. I, I went to my first Sierra Canyon game last night and being there and seeing like Scottie Pippen, Matt Barnes, Kenny Martin, all these ex-NBA players sitting there courtside and watching these kids just ball out in front of them, like, it's so crazy to see that, like, there's multiple future NBA players on that court and just, like, how high school basketball has evolved so much to create these, like, super teams. Um, it's such a cool thing to be a part of one. Okay, so, next up, who was your celebrity crush at 16? Oh, Celebrity crush at 16? Hmm. Mm. i know that's a tough question but
4: oh my gosh let me think back well i, I mean shoot don't get me canceled but trey songs
3: <laughs> okay yeah that's a little problematic but it's okay it's okay um was that your only celebrity crush or that he, he was number one
4: <laughs> i mean he was up there he had just come out with um uh that one album and it's like you know it, it was a different world I, I would say i would say that um yeah. Ooh,
3: that uh, you might have to cut that one out of the program, but try yeah. <laughs> wrong. well, I love it because you know it's a little awkward because I, I have a lot of celebrity crushes. I'm big on celebrity crushes. And I'm gonna be real with you. One of my celebrity crushes may be Darren. Like I just gotta be <laughs> honest. It may be Darren, right? And so I wanna know, like you guys seem like you just have such an amazing relationship. What 16 year old you you're saying you were sort of awkward, introverted, almost had a unibrow, would think about being married to like an NBA NFL star. You know, Darren plays football, but that's just,
4: like, something that he does. That's really not who he is. Like, I don't really think of him that way. Um, So, like, I know what you mean, but honestly, like, he's kind of a big teddy bear. And, you know, I never imagined being married to another professional athlete. It was never, like... You know, a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, you guys got a breed. And like it's never it's never been something that I've uh, that I really sought. It's just kind of he found me and we found each other and God put us together. And I just kind of rely on that.
3: I love that. And though I'm only 16, so I'm not too knowledgeable, you know, on the subject, I feel like it's so amazing that because even if maybe you hadn't pictured that for yourself, the idea that you both are professional athletes and you can sort of rely on each other, like it's someone understanding what you're going through, seems like you're really lucky to have that. Um, so next up, I want to know, li- coming from San Diego, why did you choose Washington?
4: Girl, they tricked me.
3: They tricked me. <laughs> I
4: went, I I don't know. Have you ever been to Seattle in the summer? No, I've never been to Seattle, just in general. Okay. So if you go to Seattle in the summer, it's one of the most beautiful places in the world. It's green. It's sunny. It's just luscious. The campus oh, is Oh, they don't gorgeous. tell you about the rain? I, they did definitely not mention the rain on my visit. <laughs> I visited in the summer and I loved it. And I was like, I'm coming here. And then when I got there, it rained 60 days straight. No way. And I'm from Sa- you well. know, you're 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 in LA. Yeah, right?
3: I'm an LA girl. Like I I'm scared of any type of cold weather.
4: It's the gray, it's the gloom. It's I was walking to class in Chuck Taylor's with no socks. Like I didn't know, I had no idea what I was getting into and I mean it was it was rough. Don't be wrong. I had I had to get a tanning membership. I mean, you know, you just
3: you just got to you just got to dog it out, but <gasps> yeah. I, I got to be honest, like, I'm sure your experience at Washington was amazing. But hearing those, thats a, that sounds like a horror story to me. I will not be going to Washington <laughs> for that reason. I need my natural tan. I, I can't go in a tanning bed. But now that we know a little bit about you when you were 16, uh, I want to know about you now. And I think, like, you seem chill at 16. I don't know if we'd be, like, besties. Like, I feel like we're more besties now, like we, like, vibe now. But I'd be very curious to meet 16-year-old Kelsey. But anyways, what was your welcome to the league moment?
4: Oh, welcome to the league moment. Um, uh, Are you familiar with Cappy Pondexter? Sure. Let's just say sure. I I don't need to
3: age myself here, so I'm just going to say yes.
4: Cappy's one of the most underrated, best players that I've ever seen, right? She's a guard. um, Absolute just killer. And she – we're playing them. It's like, I don't know, a couple games into the season. I'm a rookie, and she – dribbles down the court and literally stops the game and like just moves everyone and goes right at me. It just hits it in my face. Then the next play, same exact thing, hits it in my face. Then literally same thing comes down the court, does like a little step back, hits it again. Then
3: I get subbed out and I don't play the rest of the game. (laughs) That is rough. That is rough. Do you think that you've been a part of any rookies? Welcome to the league moment. Like, have you ever done something similar like she did to you?
4: Ooh, it's a good question.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: I've been a little vicious out there. Um, Okay. I like it. But, you know, it just comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. You got to eat. And food ain't free, dog. So,
3: I I mean, I I have gone out some people. um, And I'm sure this year will be no different. (laughs) Yeah, please continue to do that. So when I ask this question in advance, you can be people's answer. I love it. Um, So you are three years older than the WNBA. I'm curious, what progression have you seen in sort of your lifetime with the W and what do you want to continue to see with the W's growth? I
4: mean, even from now until um, when, when I first got into the league, it's night and day. Just the opportunities. Uh, the money outside of basketball, the visibility within the media rights, big games on TVs, selling out arenas. I mean, it's it's now cool to be a part of women's sports, particularly in the W. But um, it wasn't as cool when I came into the league. And it's been really cool to see that transition. And um, to be honest, I really think that this is like just the beginning of where it's headed. And it's really it's really special because I know a lot of – um, a lot of players sacrificed a lot um, to build it to this point that didn't get the credit. So I always try to make sure that I give the OGs um, the credit because they they really did allow us to walk into this space right now.
3: I also think you should give yourself some credit because like I think on behalf of teenage girls everywhere, being able to see people like you and Aja and Kenneth Parker sort of evolve into these female role models is so special to see um, as a teenager. So I thank you for that. Next up, who is a celebrity that's shocked you by being a big fan? That's a good question.
4: I would say uh, Dana, Dana White. Um, oh,
3: wow. Yeah, I, I heard about your guys' your guys's friendship. I heard he's a huge fan.
4: I, I just love him. I love him as a human being in his heart. And uh, he's come out to some Aces games and he's he's loved it. He's loved it. And he's really um, been a big, like, I mean, we go to dinner, we text, like he he's somebody that's involved and in and um he sees the vision it's it's been really special to have a friendship like that
3: and are you a, are you a UFC fan as well or no? Absolutely
4: oh my gosh yes, yes. Okay. I watch okay. all, all the time who's After-
3: your favorite fighter
4: ooh I would say on the on the guy side I would say Volkanovsky um he's just unbelievable and on the women's side probably Misha Tate
3: Cool, cool. I went to one fight and I watched Patty the Batty fight. And like before I went, I was so scared. Like I was like, I'm going to have to leave like one second in because I'm like scared of blood, whatever. I'm not even kidding. It was the coolest thing I've ever been to. And like Patty the Batty, like I want to get a blonde Bob like that. Like he's just, I love him. I bet you could pull it off. I bet you could pull it off. Uh, hmm, Arguable. Maybe for Halloween. I'll try it out. Uh, What is the moment in your career that you are most proud of?
4: I would say I was really proud of this last championship. I was really proud of um, the endurance that I had throughout the season mentally um, because it is really hard to repeat, and it's really hard to stay um, focused and not get off track. I would say that, and I would also say coming back from my Achilles um, and being able to win a gold medal. Like Those are the two to me that stand out, just being able to um, mentally endure a lot and uh, perform at the right time. I was really proud of myself.
3: What is some advice that you have to people dealing with an injury that feel like maybe, you know, they're never going to come back from it?
4: It's a great question. I really think it's all about your perspective and how you see it. You know, I fortunately felt like God did me um, a favor and uh, it was an opportunity for me to kind of reset and retrain not just my body, but my brain and my spirit about like who I wanted to be out there, how I wanted to play, what did I want to be remembered for. Um, and so, a lot of times you don't get to pause. Sometimes life comes so fast, like you know, like life life is happening fast, and sometimes you don't get to pause. So, when I was able to kind of pause and and uh, build myself back from the bottom, um, it was it was just the biggest blessing of my career.
3: Next up, which NBA player's game would you say is parallel to yours?
4: Gosh, that's a good question.
3: Thank you. I'm just full of those. You know, I'm a really big Jalen
4: Brunson fan. I love Jalen Brunson, and he doesn't get the credit, um, but that guy is a gamer, and he just wants to win. And he can take over games. He can score at different levels, super crafty, tough as nails, clutch. Um, I'm the biggest fan of Jalen Brunson right now.
3: Okay, I love that. You know, I don't know if you've seen, but Spike Lee wears this, like, puffer jacket with Jalen's – it's like a jersey, but it's like a puffer. And I literally think that that is the – literal coolest clothing I, piece I've ever seen in my life. So on that topic, I want to know, cause I would say Spike Lee right now wearing that puffer is like a style icon to me. Who is your style icon?
4: Ooh, style icon. I love the way Tiana Taylor dresses.
3: Oh my gosh. She's swaggy, but sexy.
4: She's got like this energy and vibe. And then of course she's like shredded I'm like, dang, girl, like, that what's helps. your yeah. workout? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> no, she's unbelievable. I, I would definitely say Tiana.
3: Okay, okay. What about you? I don't know. Okay, well, I, like, I'm, like, in love with SGA. Like, he's just my favorite person in on every single level of everything. And so I think Shay's style is so cool. So, like, a female version of that is amazing. But I would say... Your style is pretty drippy. I, I, I like, you know, before I did this interview, I was like, look, i was scrolling through your Instagram for some, for some like fit recommendations. So yeah. Next up. So, oh yeah, of course. Living in Vegas. I'm sure you don't eat that much fast food because you are like an all-star athlete, of course. But do you have a top three favorite Vegas fast foods? <sighs> top three favorite. Hmm. I
4: mean, crumble cookies. Ugh.
3: put it oh at the top. Gosh. Come on, Sloan. Put it Every at the top. Every day. Yes, number one. It, uh, it's just
4: uh, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like. I agree. It. Mm-hmm. I would make that one, two, and three. To be honest,
3: wow, wow I really—that's crazy. <laughs> crumble cookies. Send some cookies me and Kelsey's way, please. Come on now? Do, like, A little review we video. Sponsored by it. Crumble on here. Let's go. Exactly. I need that. Uh-huh. It's pink. It's perfect. Love it. If you had to pick three cities to get a WNBA expansion team, what three cities would you pick? Ooh. Mm. I mean, I think uh, the lead did a good job picking,
4: um, you know, San Fran, Golden State. Um, I would definitely say Portland. And I would put the third one. Ooh, I would put the third one in Nashville.
3: That's so cool. I love that. What what do you think the team's name would be in Nashville? Ooh, Nashville Fire. Oh, Fire. Okay. I like that. I like that. That's hype. I think we should, together, like, create a team like that. And I'll be the GM. You can be like later, our star player. I think it will work out really well. I love it. Okay. So next up, what are your thoughts on your iconic parade photo with the cigar? I know I'm only 16, but it's okay. We can still talk about the cigar. It's fine. That may not have been the best like example for the young kids, but the photo's fire. So it doesn't matter.
4: You know, what's so funny, Sloan is like, I literally like, I just, was just having a good time. I told um, all my teammates I was like, guys we win this I'm smoking the cigar like I'm smoking the cigar never smoked a cigar before um and I just I just was having a good time they took a picture, I posted it and it's it went it went viral and people just ate it up. I don't know if it's because they don't see a lot of women smoking cigars I, I just but I I thought it was really fun because like when you get to that type of like moment, it's a celebratory thing. You know, I'm out here, not, I'm not puffing away, you know, five days a week out here in Vegas, but I absolutely think that you got to celebrate the wins. And listen, I did it again. I did it again this year and we went again and I'll,
3: I'll do it again next year. Like that's just kind of, that's just kind of the thing. Exactly. Okay, so if you could 1v1 anyone in the world, dead or alive, and it does not have to be a basketball player, who would you choose and why? <laughs> wow. Okay. Um
4: what a question. You know who I'd play? I'd play Kevin Hart. Cause that guy is is so over his head and <laughs> talks so much trash. Like <laughs> Yeah. I would play Kevin and I would just I would wipe him with the floor.
3: That's, I mean, that's such a direct hit, but I love it. Like you knew, I know you knew, like I could see it, the wheels turning. You were like, yeah, Kevin, I, yeah. I, I want to play him. 100%. Okay. So this is a really niche question, but like, I love fruit. Like I, I think that this is like a California girl type of thing, but like the fruit stands on the side of the street every day after school, like I'm hitting one of those up. Like it's just my favorite thing to do with my friends. And your last name is Plum. Can you give me a starting five fruits? And you have to give them positions, you know what I mean?
4: Okay. No, I love that. Starting at point, the Clementine.
3: Wow. That's a crazy pick. Okay. Clementine. I like that.
4: Okay. Am I two? I'm gonna take blueberries.
3: Okay, why do you think that they're sh- why do you think blueberries are shooting guards? Like I I don't that doesn't match up to me. You know what I mean? Versatile. You can put it on anything.
4: You can put it in a smoothie. You could put it on your yogurt. You could freeze them. You could put them in pie. I mean, there's just, you want a vers- you want versatility. Okay. I like that. I like that. Number three, my three and D person, banana.
3: Wow. That's, that's, I, I see that. That is a good pick. I- Reliable, uh, strong, S- sort of tall.
4: Tall, exactly lengthy. Yes, yes, yes. For my, or I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a surprise one. Pear.
3: I like it. Okay, can pear? I? I need to know the reasoning behind this one.
4: Uh, pear surprises you. Skilled um, delicacy. You can put it in salad. You can you can roast it. You can. Um, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of different caveats a pair can fill and I want my, I want my, uh, four to be a Swiss army knife. I like that. Okay. And number five, I mean, I guess
3: I'm taking a plum just because like, you gotta, you gotta seal the deal. I mean, of course. Right. You know, it's funny When when I was thinking about this question, I would put plum at the point and I was thinking like pineapple, as our center, because I feel like pineapples are like the tallest fruit, if you know what I mean? Like a pineapple just gives like Wemby, like it's just tall. It's sort of scary, right? It's unlike the other fruits, spiky, not that Wemby's spiky. I don't know how that has to do with that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so it's interesting. I, I like though the, the plum at the five, that, that's interesting. Love it. Now we are going to do, so you know, like in like a classic high school yearbook, there's superlatives, obviously like most likely to succeed, all that, right? because I'm in high school, I want to do superlatives, but with the aces. So I'm going to ask you questions and you have to respond with which one of your teammates you think fits best. Okay. Are you ready? Who would you want to be your stylist?
4: Most likely to be my stylist. Can I take myself? Yeah, totally. Okay. Of course.
3: Everyone, everyone, everyone has a stylist. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I get you. I get you. Okay. You have one phone call to save your life. Who do you call and why?
4: Chelsea Gray. Most reliable. Most reliable.
3: Mm-hmm. Does the team have a group chat? And if so, who texts on it the most? We do. And it's lit. I would say
4: Alicia Clark or Cindy Colson. It's a toss.
3: Okay. And what is the group chat's name? If you can give me that info. Uh, I, can't, I, don't know. I can't give you that one. You don't think you can disclose? Mm. I'll get there one day. Maybe once I like get a little older, like we'll get to the point where like you, we can tell me, hopefully, fingers crossed. Next up, on the team bus, who gets the ox? It depends on the vibe. But, you know, who's actually
4: dancing a lot and like really into it is Becky.
3: Really? Okay. Put on
4: some genuine and some wine and becky, Becky's becky got. what's What's her go-to move? she's got like that role, you know?
3: Oh, wow. Just That's lower and lower and lower. Yeah. You know? That's like OG dance move. <laughs> I, I I like that. That's like not really my era, but I, I, I get it. I, I can respect that. Last, who on the team could play another sport professionally? And I, I have heard a rumor that you were on like USA volleyball. So as impressive as that is, you cannot choose yourself.
4: No, no, I wouldn't choose myself. I would say probably Asia. Asia could probably play anything and be great at it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Next up, I like to be positive, you know? So this is, like, our positive section. Like, we're just vibing, talking good about people. So what are your thoughts on Caitlin Clark, and how do you think her game will translate to the W?
4: I mean, she's phenomenal. What she's doing is unprecedented, and, you know, she's getting really close to um, the record, and I'm excited for it because – I, I really do think records are made to be broken, you know, um, and I've been in that spot before. So, you know, for her to handle it and just perform and continue to outshine even the high expectations is really, really impressive. Um, when you can shoot and, uh, you know, when you're a big guard, you're going to do good. You're going to do good in the league. So I don't I don't worry about her transition too much.
3: And obviously, Caitlin has the hype. I'm curious if there's any up-and-coming young female players that we don't know as much about that you want to spotlight.
4: I love Hannah Hildago. I love her. She she goes to Notre Dame. She plays both sides of the ball. She's just this tenacious, fiery, um, super skilled, but competitive. She's a freshman. She's not playing like one. Um, So I would say I'm a big Hannah Hildago fan.
3: Let's talk a little bit about your teammates what is your favorite thing about aja's game
4: oh i have a lot of f- favorite things about her game i would probably say just her passion um you know she plays with heart and especially uh game in and game out like she doesn't take plays off or games off she's just always coming to compete and that's that's definitely my favorite part
3: and next with candace parker by the way Sloan knows alum love it what is the best piece of advice she's ever given you
4: Candy candy. Ooh, best piece of advice. Um, best piece of advice is that you know Candace has been in the league for a long time and um she told me, you know, a lot of times when you have success in the prior year, you come back and you try to like reinvent um your game, but honestly, it's really about being able to kind of just like repeat what you just did. And yeah, you add little details along the way, but you're not reinventing um, basketball. And so I just like that. I really resonated with that. And every season is completely different. Every season takes on an identity of its own, has its ups and downs, different challenges. And so you can't approach every season the same.
3: What about your game? Did you have to improve most from college to then excel in the W?
4: Um, I would say changing my body. Um, af- being a different type of athlete. You know, in college, you know you can get by being a little bit faster than people and a little bit more crafty. In the pros, you have to have multiple speeds. i would I would compare it to being like a sports car. You have to be able to shift gears. And that takes a lot of strength and that takes a lot of conditioning and endurance. And so like building up your body to be able to handle the acceleration and deceleration of basketball has been able to take my game to a different level.
3: So like Lightning McQueen from Cars. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Exactly. Lightning McQueen. I can't think of any other, like, I don't know anything about Cars. That's like the only thing that I could (laughs) think of. So I was like, oh, okay. Lightning McQueen. I get it. Throughout the history of sports. There's been some incredible number tens. What went through your head when you were picking that number?
4: I didn't pick it. Um, I Yeah. But you just got lucky. No, it was, just, it was just, I was in high school, and that was the only number. I was a freshman, so you get last pick, and that was the only number left. So I just took it, and then when I got to college, they gave me 10. When I got to the pros, they gave me 10, and here we
3: are. Just always. Stay. And now- you get to be one of those amazing number 10s. That's so cool.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer, Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics,
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Okay, so the last part of this interview is what I like to call tr- this trivia segment, right? Where... I know your game, but do you, that's the thing that I want to know. So Kelsey, I'm going to ask you about seven to eight questions about yourself. And though you may think, I know a lot about myself, you will be shocked how badly you're probably going to do on this trivia. I'm just going to be real with you. No one ever does well. So here is the scoring system. So I am the judge and there's no complaints. Like you can't complain with the ref. If you do, I will tee you up. It's very strict. So if you are nowhere close in my opinion – you get a zero. If I think you're in the ballpark of the correct answer or, you know, you paid me a little or I'm just trying to be nice, whatever, I'll give you 0.5 points. If you're very close, I'll give you one point. And if you get it correct, I will give you two points. Okay.
4: Wait, what's the best score anyone's ever gotten on this?
3: Okay. So it's sort of confusing because I only just started this scoring because I've been doing trivia for so long and I would just make it up. I'd be like, okay, for that one, you got like five points. For that one, you got like zero. And there wasn't like a real scoring. But last week, I interviewed Santi Aldama of the Grizzlies and he was the first person with this new point system and he got 11 points, which was actually really impressive. So let's see if you can beat the Spanish goat. Not really, but one of the Spanish goats, Santi. Okay. So first, you were named an academic all American in 2016 at Washington. What was your college GPA? Oh my gosh. 3.46. 3.3. Okay, that's that's a one point. That's very close. Okay. That's one point. You're the D one all time leading scorer for women. How many points is that? 3,527. Correct. That is crazy. Okay, so you're already at three. So that's that's big time. Okay, what overall pick was your husband in the NFL draft? (laughs) Two hundred and forty-seven. Ooh. Okay. I thought you were getting two hundred fourth. Two hundred fourth. So that's. I mean, I I'll get. No, I'm I'm going 0.5. I'm sorry. I feel like I feel like we should have we should have got that one. So 0.5. So right now you're at 3.5. You were drafted first in the 2017 WNBA draft. Name the four other top five picks that year. Mm. Okay. Uh Elena Coates.
4: Yes. Uh um Evelyn Akator. Correct. These are these are good. Oh, I'm digging in. I'm digging in. Um, Alicia Gray. Yep. Nia Coffey.
3: Yes. Wow. That is big time. That is clutch. Okay. That's a two-pointer. So we're at 5.5. Okay. Next. You broke a 33-year-old NCAA free throw record. How many did you make in your college career? Oh, my gosh. 1,119. No, it is 912. I feel like that may be low-key and nowhere close. I'm sorry. I just, I feel, yeah, that that's just, that is giving yourself a lot of credit. I love it. I love it, you know? Like, let's just say every for everyone, I've had players who I've been like, what was your high school GPA? And they've been like 4.0. And I'm like, it was a 2.1. Like, stop giving yourself all that credit. Um, but So that's why I have to give you a zero for that one. You went to La Jolla Country Day. Which other WNBA player attended your school? Candace Wiggins. Yes, correct. Okay, two. Love it. In 2020, you won the gold medal with the three-on-three women's basketball team. What was your team's record in that tournament?
4: Mm, mm. (sighs) Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on. I really want to say nine and one.
3: I'm going to give you one more chance. The loss. The losses is, is, is correct. It's one loss, but wins wise, I'll give you one more chance.
4: Seven and one.
3: Six and one. But you can get one for that. That was very that was very close. That counts as very close. Okay, so Kelsey, your total score is eight point five. And I know we talked about you being a winner. I, I sort of expected more. I gotta oh, be real. You know? Man, those were <sighs> those were tough with the numbers and stuff. That's brutal. I'm just a tough grader, but like I said, no complaining or else I'm gonna tee you up. So anyways. Well, Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on. This has been so much fun. Um, I've had so much fun talking to you and I hope that, you know, as I get older and uh, we can continue to ask each other some more questions and hopefully your trivia score will get a little bit better. So thank you so much for being on. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can get links to my socials and see behind the scenes fun from Kelsey and I in the show notes or just search at Sloan Knows on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Remember, that's Sloan with From Jam
2: Street Media.
0: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever.